0: Welcome to Gardening Talk, back on 2 FM, Greg Richard, joined by Judy Sharp today. Great to see you back in once again, Judy.
1: Oh, thank you, Greg.
0: I'm looking very bright and happy on a, on a very, I guess, overcast day.
1: It is. No, it's raining. It it's was raining all the way out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I was well, have... raining
0: when I came in, but okay. <laughs> <It's now. laughs> it is but now. But
1: I, I have reason to be a bit happy. I've just had four lovely days away. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Well, can I ask where you went to?
1: Oh, no, of course you can uh, oh, okay. Well, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was very fortunate because um, my family from Victoria—they were offered uh, free accommodation.
0: Oh, nice!
1: So they picked me up on the way through.
0: That's handy. Yeah, it was to, handy. Didn't have to even organise rides or no, flights or anything. No. Perfect. What do you got lined up for us today, Judy?
1: Oh, look. I think we've got to talk about the cold winds.
0: Okay. And the nice. winter
1: weather, and you know, deal with stuff. Uh, you know, we can't be uh, letting the uh, Uh, shallow-rooted plants is the way to describe them. Something like azaleas, you can't let them dry out. And at the moment, everyone thinks, oh, well, it's winter. It's a bit of a trap. So any shallow-rooted plants or any newly planted shrubs and trees and roses, you must give them a drink every day.
0: Right, yeah. So keep the water up even though it, it looks like it's not hot. Yeah. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and FM, And we've got Elaine from Charlestown. And she's got a question about the potted fig and when to prune it.
1: Oh, hi, Elaine. How are you? I'm good, thank you, Judy. How are you? Very well. But I'm glad you've rung up about this this morning because, uh, you know, it's very tempting, isn't it, in the winter they Look dreadful. So let's, you know, yes. give them
2: it, a little it, bit of a... It's got too tall in the pot it needs repotting I'm sure it's a bit on the root bound side as well so but I want to shorten the stump the, the stem right so um, when would be the best time to
1: cut that back now it's inside isn't it No, it's outside it's outside one okay right well I think you've got to wait till the weather warms up Elaine okay
2: I know I did it years ago and I can't remember
1: when you did what it. Time
2: I time I did it, whether it was Christmas time or Easter time or, or whenever, but I was surprised. I thought, well, if it dies, it dies, and it sprouted. I was surprised <laughs> within a couple of weeks it was sprouting out along the stem even, you know, the,
1: yeah. the stump. Well, you must have done it in the warmer weather. I'm pretty sure we you know, we've got it probably another, another month or two to go. Uh, maybe even if you wait until the middle of August.
2: All right, okay. I'll let him sit there because I think he's root-bound as well, so he needs a bit of trimming. Can I just trim the root when I take him out of the pot? He's just sitting in a
1: big plastic pot. Oh, yes, when you do it, when you do it. But in the meantime, why not give him a little bit of, um, say, flourish for indoor plants, just to... Even though I don't um, often recommend that you feed plants or indoor plants or anything in a pot I'm Mm. talking about... uh, during the winter, because they need to have a rest. But in your case, it wouldn't hurt to give him a, just a little drink, maybe once a fortnight.
2: Okay. And all that'll right.
1: that'll help get him through to when you do the pruning.
2: Yeah, and can I cut it back really short? Say to he's about four or five feet high now. Um, can I cut him
1: back to say two foot? Uh, yes, you could, but it will take a while for it to shoot. Of course. Yeah. Yep, yeah. and. Um, Uh, Repot it. Yes, that'll be the best thing. Because
2: he's kind of, I'm pretty sure he'd be root bound by now. Yeah, definitely. I don't want him too big in the pot because the dirt, it's too heavy to move around.
1: Yes, yes, no. But do give it a little while. I think, you know, let's see which way the winter goes before you do that. The warmer weather. Yeah, but a little bit of food wouldn't hurt. Okay, thank you. Okay, thanks, Elaine. Bye. Bye.
0: We've got Elizabeth from Swansea, and she's got a question about tiger grass.
1: Hi, Elizabeth. Hello. Hello. It's a um, wonderful plant, isn't it?
2: It is a wonderful plant. I was just wondering, I've got it between a fence and a driveway, and I was wondering how invasive it is. is it, it's growing quite profusely, and as far as pushing the driveway, is that something that could be a problem?
1: Look, generally not. It's not like bamboo, even though it looks like bamboo. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, I wouldn't imagine it would uh, break up your driveway.
3: Okay. And what about cutting it back, is
1: it...? Yes, you can. You can certainly do that. But, uh, again, I think you're best to wait till the weather improves a little bit. Uh, You could thin it out, if you liked, without cutting it back so that it's not pushing against the drive and that might reassure you.
2: Okay. Thank you
1: very much for your help. You're very welcome, Elizabeth. Have a good day. Thank
2: you.
4: You too. Bye.
0: It's Gardening Talk back on 2NURFM. So we've got Danita from Belmont's North. She's got a question about chocos.
1: Oh, Danita, I'm glad you've rung because I'd like to ask you a question. Um, what's that? <laughs> Why won't my chocos
4: shoot so I can plant it and grow it? Oh, well, I've got plenty that have shot and... I did it last year. I shot them and the plant just grew and grew and then it just died. Oh, I did it so you didn't actually get chocos. No, no, Oh,
1: well, I can't solve that one because I can't even get mine to shoot,
4: to put oh. it in the ground, and um, so that's all you've got to do. And then does it die off in the summer, or do they keep the plant grow?
1: No, 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 the they no, they'll die off, and then you've got to plant new ones. So how,
4: so if like, I put it in now, it
1: won't. So it won't have you be got cho- are your choco shooting? Yeah, yeah. No, you can put them in now. That's what I'm kind of waiting for. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Um, have you got them sitting in water making them shoot? No, they're just in the cupboard with potatoes. Oh, curse it. (laughs) Mine's outside getting all this lovely treatment and I even talk to it every day. But uh, what are you laughing at, Greg? You do talk to the plants. Yeah, of course you do. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. doesn't indicate that you're mental or, or that you've got a screw loose. It's... But I tell you what, my choco's is going to have a screw loose when I get home. Yeah, so you've only got in it the... in the fridge with the
4: potatoes. No, it's in the cupboard with potatoes. Oh, sitting, right. They're, in the, they're sitting just in where I keep the potatoes in the pantry. Okay.
1: So you've and got, got good shooting. shoots going, yeah? Well, yeah. Yeah. I th- well, I th- yeah. I would be planting mine now if it was shooting, but you could wait if you if you like till the weather warmed up a little bit.
4: Okay, and so I, and then I should get choco's. Hopefully, awesome then. Oh yes, yeah, you should. Oh, okay. I thought there must have been a trick to this. No, <laughs> well,
1: I, I'm not kidding on the trick, whatever it is. But I was just saying to Greg, have you ever priced them at the um, supermarket?
4: Yeah, they're 7.99 a kilo.
1: There you go, Greg.
0: It's, I wouldn't pay for them <laughs> if they were one cent a kilo. It's a hideous vegetable.
1: But donito he, he doesn't <laughs> know. He doesn't know how to cook them. He oh. boils them. He boils. Steams. them. Steve. <laughs> oh, that's a better word. Yes. No, I said to him, well, we'll just try baking them. You know,
4: they're, mm. they're beautiful. Absolutely yeah, and beautiful. Lemon, and lemon pepper um, seasoning on them goes really good and butter. There you go, Greg.
0: Okay, I've had it with butter, a lot of butter, <laughs> just so it's got some flavour.
4: <laughs> oh. And they're also good under the grill. Once you cook them under the grill with a little bit of bacon and cheese on top. There you go. Oh,
0: okay. oh you can put bacon and cheese in anything and it's <laughs> good. It's, <laughs>
5: <laughs> so I do need I just to look
4: plant them yep. and um, and put the sprit, yeah, the shoot, The shoot up the top, up. yep, yep. Yeah. And yeah. hopefully I should get some more chocos then. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, ring us back and let us know and I'd be very envious if yours works and mine doesn't.
4: Yeah, well, I've got heaps that have just shot they're just in the cupboard pantry and they've just shot.
1: Well you know what, I think I'm going home to bring mine in out of the snow. I've got it outside. Okay.
4: Yeah, that's no, why. I bought them Maybe all at the trick. markets and some are shot, so I thought, oh, well, I'll have another go, but I didn't know how.
1: Yeah, no, that's all. Yeah, once they shoot, yeah, in the ground, just bury them in the ground with a shoot up and, you know, perhaps if it's long enough, tie it up to something to give
0: it a bit of a start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all right
1: then. That's okay, how I will. Good luck. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank
0: okay, you, bye. We've got Margaret from Charlestown and she's got banana passion fruit flowers, but they don't seem to be bearing fruit.
3: Oh, hi, Margaret. Hi. Uh, just, uh, I get heaps and heaps of flowers on them, and then they just drop off.
1: Okay, so when are they, you getting the flowers on them?
3: They're coming all year round.
1: Right, okay, because they normally wouldn't fruit now. Uh, now. But when you start to get your flowers in the warm weather, have you ever tried you using sulphate of potash?
3: I have tried using sulphate of potash. Right. I have tried cow manure. I have tried um, fowl manure. Well,
6: and I the tell bush you what, beautiful.
1: you're probably mixing the poor plant up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the plant wouldn't wouldn't know whether it's meant to be alkaline or acidic when you're giving it both mm-hmm. cow manure and poultry. So you must make a decision on which one, and I would suggest just cow manure. Right, okay. Okay, and keep your sulphate of potash going.
3: Right, oh. And I've also got a pomegranate that gets so many flowers on it, and as soon as they start to uh, ball, they fall off.
1: Well, again, they just need a bit of help to stay on. Um, Have you given. I thought of super glue, but that
4: wouldn't work.
1: (laughs) Well, that's a nice try, anyway, dear. But I think maybe hit it with your sulphate of potash again. Okay. Okay. Good luck with that. Okay. Thanks, Judy. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
0: It's gardening talk back on Two and Your R F M. If you've got a question, four nine two one six two one six. We've got Marie from Swansea who has got some tips on chakos. Oh, thank you, Greg.
7: Apparently, you have to grow two. To, you have to put two together in the ground.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, that's that lady hasn't got that problem because she's got a lot shooting.
7: Yeah, but they won't um, possibly grow properly unless there's a second one there. Oh, and okay. I can remember my mother saying about them.
1: Right. Well, I hope she's still listening, but I think she's got <laughs> quite a lot that are shooting, yeah, so yeah. I would imagine she'd put them in the ground together. In the ground together, Yeah. Yes. yeah.
7: Apparently uh, the old-fashioned story was... A male and a female. Oh, I don't know how you tell the difference. No way whatsoever.
1: But. Oh, I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't, they're that selective. No, I don't somehow.
7: That way, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, but I know she used to always plant two together, and the price of them now in the supermarkets. And we had them growing over a lattice, and all the neighbours used to take them.
1: And didn't you use them yourself?
7: Oh, yes, yeah, use them and make um, pickles as well. Oh, did Choco you?
1: pickles, Absolutely beautiful, yeah. Oh, right. Yes. Well, yes. I oh. hope Marie's still listening because <laughs> she's definitely yeah, going to have a crop. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we I'm can not. Do two together.
7: <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Thanks Thank you
1: very us. much for the call. Right Thank on. you. Okay, bye. bye.
0: Well, two together. A, oh, it's a hot topic today. Alan yes. from Maitland, he's got some ideas about growing chocos for the start. Oh, good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We got him on the line.
0: You there, Alan? Yes,
5: I do.
1: Oh, excellent. Please tell G'day, us, Alan. G'day, Judy. How are you?
5: Not too bad. I've been better.
1: <laughs> well, hopefully, growing chocos make you better.
5: Uh, I love to eat them, but I don't know where to start, how to grow the choco.
1: Well, did you listen to Marie that was just on the line? Yes, I did. Yeah, her mother, which, you know, you always take advice from those that are older than us, don't you? Uh, You've got to grow more than one. You've got to put a pair in together.
5: Okay. Now, is that, that, like like she said, um, a male and a female plant, or it's very, very hard to tell what a male and a female is?
1: Well, that was our point we got stuck on, was actually how do you tell a female or a male choco from one another?
5: Understood. Do you know? No, no, I don't. No. I I do not. I do not.
1: Well, I think someone might ring in and tell us that one because I don't think you need a male and a female. I think they'll just grow. We just have two
0: chocos. We're together, wouldn't you? (laughs) Well,
1: well... I think it's not the combination of that, though, Greg, just putting two together.
0: I think it is. All right, well, maybe that's the answer.
1: That's the answer, Alan. That's come from Greg, and he's a very experienced gardener.
5: Okay. But how how do I grow them? Well,
1: you've got to just... Unfortunately, uh, I'll tell you how I got mine recently. A chap pulled up at the nursery... And he had a boot full of them and he was giving them away. And I said, oh, would I, could I have a couple? He said, oh, you take as many as you like, love. So I did and I'm still waiting for the wretched things to shoot. But uh, I think that uh, from what one of our previous callers said, she shoots hers inside, close to the potatoes. Understood. Whereas I've got mine outside outside waiting for them to shoot. So I'm getting nowhere, am I? But um, so that's the way I'll be going when I get home today. They get put in with the potatoes.
5: I understand.
1: Yeah. So then I think, look, I don't think you need a male and female, but obviously if you plant two together, they might be happier than one.
5: Yeah, but that's what I'm getting at still. I can't comprehend in regards to how do I grow Chacos, i.e., uh, you're suggesting to me that you have to get um, two chakoes to go into the ground and what age are the chakoes i.e. what are the root system and how do I put the chako into the ground? Is well, it full choco? Oh, yes, it-
1: no, no, full choker And you'll see where they shoot out the top. So that is obviously... The top shoot, so when you put them into the ground, the roots will come out of the bottom, out of the fat part.
5: Understood. Okay. Understood.
1: Good. Okay. Thank, Thank you, you, Andrew.
0: It's Garding Talk back on Two and You We've got Andrew from Heat and Greeter, and he's got some more choco tips for us. Andrew.
1: Hello, Hello Andrew. I- this is wonderful. I- I'm just blown away today by the interest in chocos.
8: Yeah, i never liked them, but a mate told me how to cook them and they, they're much better as baked than whatever else. But here's the thing. Mother Nature is usually reasonably clever. When a choco falls on the ground, how does it lay? It lays on its side. It doesn't lay on the top or the bottom. No, it, it does,
1: yeah, on its side, yeah.
8: And I've planted them different ways. i planted them point down, point up. And one of my mates just laughed at me. He said, look at how they sprout. When it's where it sprouts, it has the vine and the roots came out of the same end.
3: Oh,
1: that's interesting.
8: Yeah, so, you know, that's what he told me. And uh, I haven't had a charcoal um, sprout this year ready to, to go to try it out. But, you know, when you think about it, you look at them, they only sprout out of one end.
1: They do. So- they do. Yes, they do. And uh, last season I was given a couple and I did plant them on this side and I didn't have any success. Uh, yeah. That might be me. <laughs>
8: yeah, I haven't, but I've got to try it again this year. But, that's, but when, it, when he said that, it really made sense because when they fall, they're, they're pretty flat. They lay on their side. So that's yeah. how they
1: And so have you managed to get them to shoot?
8: I've got them to shoot, but I haven't managed to grow. I've had them shoot, put them in the ground, but I've, I'm just waiting for get some more now so I can plant them on their side because I planted them up and I planted them down.
1: Well, it sounds like your friend is a very knowledgeable man, and maybe we should all take note of that. I'll—that's what I'll do.
8: Yeah, it's worth a try.
1: Yep, definitely worth a try. Thank you very much, Andrew.
8: Right uh, before we go, I've put—I've been crook and I've left my um, planting of my um, snow peas way too late. I've only got them up about. Oh, 150 mil at the moment. Am I going to get If I got enough time in the winter to get a good crop out of them?
9: Oh,
1: probably not. Although it depends. I reckon the winter might go on. It was a bit late getting here, so no, leave them in the ground and see what happens, darling.
8: Well, I got 90 of them in, so I'm hoping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're very keen, and uh, yep. will you give us a ring and let us know how you go planting those chocos on the side? Will do. Thank you. Talk to Run you it. again. Bye.
0: Cheers, Andrew. We've got Brian now from Toronto. Oh, we've got a question about a mango tree. <laughs> How are we going, Brian?
1: Um, good. Thanks,
10: guys. Um, yeah. So I've had this mango tree for about eight years, and but this year I've had bunnies in that yard, and there seem to be a lot of their scat around the tree, and oh, yes. it, it did fruit quite well. I'm just wondering if that's from the bunny scat.
1: Could be, could be. Are they actually tunnelling?
10: Oh, yes. They have done a lot of damage to the yard. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm in the process of moving, going to have to redo that whole garden and lawn and everything. But um, I was told that bunny poo is a very good fertiliser, but it just never seems to break down, so I just,
1: yeah. So did your mango fruit... Tr- F- yes, your yes, mango tree d- actually fruited from yes. the bunny pool.
10: Well, that's the question. Was it, the, was it just its time or was it a good uh, fertiliser for the tree?
1: But- well, you know, I think it might have been partly the fertiliser. Uh-huh. Um, and if my niece is listening today, um, she has rather a big garden up at Lochinvar, but she, um, she doesn't like bunnies. Of course, they burrow everywhere. (laughs) And I never realised bunnies were such a problem. I've never had bunnies in my garden. But um, I suppose you might have a big garden out there at Toronto, have you?
10: It's not big. It's just they're pets and they're contained in a yard. Ah. So they've they've just sort of devastated everything except the uh, mango tree, luckily, and anything that I have protected with wire around it. But, yes, they have burrowed it very deep down. I'm going to have to excavate, move them and excavate
1: and fix the yard up because they are forces of nature. Yes, of course. Um, Okay, look, let's presume it's the bunnies, the bunny poo on the mango tree because sometimes people find mangoes very hard to fruit. Yeah. So it won't hurt just to keep using it Um, Mm -hmm. and... uh, You know, I would normally say to use um, something like cow manure, but, um, you know, how do we know without testing bunny poo if it's viable or not? It could be acidic, so go for it, Bronwyn, and keep using it. Okay,
10: yeah, I just heard it was a cold fertiliser, not a hot fertiliser like cow manure because it doesn't need to break down.
1: Oh, look, you know, it depends where you live, really. Um, Here in Newcastle, you know, we've got such a variety of soils and um, uh, uh, Toronto, look, I'm not sure, is your soil a bit sandy out there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I think it probably is responding. I think that the bunny poo might be acidic, but you can test it, you know, you could take it along to your local nursery and ask them to test it. Oh, okay. And see what the PH is and that'll give you a clue whether you're on the right track or not.
10: All
1: right, great, I'll try that. Okay. Thank you very much for the call, Bronwyn. Bye.
0: Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 when you RFM. And we've got to Lynn from Shoal Bay and she's got an, she's got another question about Chocos.
1: Hello, Lynn. I hope you've got answers.
9: Yeah, it's not a question, Judy. Actually it's my Choco story. I um wanted to grow them some years back. I've got a big backyard and um, I couldn't dig a hole because I wasn't capable. So I just got a bag of potting mix, two chocos. I put them down the backyard, tipped the potting mix over them and the choco thing has been growing now for, I don't know, four, five years.
1: So were they standing upright or were they on this Uh, side? I
9: I just put them on the ground. So presumably they weren't, I didn't, Like I I couldn't dig a hole, so on top of the graph I think, and um, I just put them down and covered them with the potting mix. So I'm presuming they would have been on this side. They don't stand up very well without any help.
1: No, they don't. Yeah,
9: and And, and that vine is still going. And um, every year, like year before last, I had a neighbour. She'd come and collect them, and she was giving them to five different neighbours in the street. And at the end of the season, too, what I was going to say, when you're planting the chokers that you're planting, from what I can gather, from what I see of them shooting, they have to be the bigger, older ones, not yes. the young, yeah. nice ones that you eat. And yeah. they'll, they'll start shooting. I had some put out in the back, room, I thought I'll have to do something with that. And they just sat out there in the screen room on chair, and they all, all started shooting. I finished up having to throw them out. I couldn't get rid of them. Nobody wanted them, and it's the same now. You can't give them away, but mine just grow in the corner of the yard and grew up over a shed that was behind us, and then they pulled the fence down. Oh, and goodness. The choco, the choco used to grow up the top of the roof of the, of the little shed, and the lady that lived there, she used to climb up and get them off the, off the roof, and um, she'd put some over my fence and, you know, take some for herself. So that's all I've done. Two chocos. I don't know how many years ago in a bag of potting And they're still out. going. Don't well, feed them. Don't do anything with them except occasionally get somebody to go down there and pick them.
1: Yeah, but do you know, Lynn, I'm I'm presuming that the interest in them is perhaps the cost of them now to buy them in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. And I um, know oh,
9: they're so expensive, but nobody
1: wants them. I can't give them away. Uh, that's because they don't know how to cook them.
9: Honestly. Well uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, I'm the old fashioned I suppose because mum, you know, I just followed on. We used to have them lots when, when I was a kid obviously because they were dad used to grow them so they were cheap and um and we just had them boiled with butter and salt and pepper.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And That's and it? they're quite yeah. I like them, but you know, uh. I'm having trouble here convincing Greg today. <laughs> Uh, he's definitely anti-chocos, uh, uh, and a lot of ladies have rung in and told him how to cook them, but, uh, you know, oh, we're not winning, I don't think. But, look, uh, thank you very much for that.
9: Can that, I just uh, say something about them that I've found over the years, and I don't know how, how Greg feels about avocados, but chocos are a vegetable that don't have a distinctive taste. They carry – they have a slight flavour, but it's not a really distinctive one. It's like an avocado. They have a very delicate flavour as well, and they carry other things like, you know, with with um, avocados. My father used to put vinegar on them with salt and pepper and sit them in the fridge, you know, and that's how he ate his avocados. But they're one of those things that doesn't have a distinctive flavour of its own. It's very.
1: No, it doesn't. They it's don't. It's a no. very,
9: very slight, light flavour, and they're. I reckon they're wonderful. I think they're just, you know, I could sit down and just have a plate of chocos for dinner. <laughs> oh, good
1: on you. <laughs> Look, thank you, Melina. That's really interesting. And um...
9: yeah, Well, that's all I can say. Just wait wait till they're, um, you know, till they're big enough and sort of old enough. Just, just Actually, I had, I've had, i just had some renovations done and a bit of a mess around, and I um, had a friend drop some chocos. He picked them for me occasionally, and I had them in the lounge room and took them all out. And I went in the other day, I was doing some cleaning and I had one on the floor under my coffee table growing. It had a a shoot on it about, I don't know, a a metre.
1: Oh, gosh, well, you were doing very well, darling. Look, thank you for the call and um, uh, watch out and that all the listeners aren't around there stealing your chocos off that
0: vine. (laughs) It's Gardening Talk back on a Monday afternoon. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Melina from Cessnock and would you believe it? Some more choco tips. (laughs)
5: <laughs> oh,
1: that's wonderful, Melina. No, no, I'll I tell you what, I'll, I'll be so pleased to get mine going now after all these hints today.
3: Well, the, the lady who just last rang, she's got it right. You need to have an old choco. Like, they've got to be firm, they've got to be mature and old. Um, but they will um, shoot anywhere. You can leave them in the potato box, which I've done. Um, but I haven't had a lot of success in growing them, so now I've taken clues from everyone. That's really lovely.
7: <laughs> Isn't that um, great?
3: Yes, great. And when you cook them, when you cook, no one has suggested, but we use a white sauce. And put a few capers in the white sauce like you do for carrots. You can cook carrots in a white sauce with some capers. You can do the same with chocos, and it gives them nice flavour.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. But shivers, we've had some very good suggestions, Melina, haven't we?
3: We have. And you do not need to plant um, a choco each year. The same vine, my friend, there's a lot of them in Cessnock and they just use the same vine comes up every year. They do die off. But they come back. They
1: every sh- they reshoot. Oh, yeah, thank you do. very much for those tips too, Melina. Every every tip helps us, doesn't it?
3: It does. Mine's getting <laughs> taken
1: too. inside out of the snow tonight. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, it Melina. don't no want
3: in the
1: snow because that, that holds it back. Oh. well, yeah, it doesn't it re- really snow in Newcastle, but it's been damn <laughs> no. cold. But it might
3: be the potato box or in the pantry, and I have mine in the pantry and the potato
1: box as well. So. Well, I'll, I'll try that today when I get home. Thank you, dear. Okay,
3: thanks, thanks very much. Love to when you are. Thank Bye. you. Bye.
0: Cheers, Melita. We've got Emmanuel from Batow Bay, and they've got a question about mango and mandarins.
1: Hello, Emmanuel. How can I help you? Well,
6: hey, first of all, I got a mango. Uh, mango, yes. I bought it from uh, Flower Power in Arimba, and being there for about six years, we get flower, but I never get one fruit from it.
1: Right, OK. And uh, no, there was a grafted one?
6: Uh, that, uh, yes, a, uh, yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. It was a graft, because otherwise they do take about eight years to fruit. Um, now, what you need to do is to make sure when you see, or pre-flowering time, you give it some sulphate of potash. Potash.
6: I got potash. Okay. Okay, yes.
1: so prior to fruiting time, once the winter's over, and you know you know the fruiting will start, well, use your sulphate of potash then.
6: Yeah, Okay. Uh, but I got one, uh, another one, with the bone, I've planted, and I gave, last year they didn't, didn't give me, the, well, really this year, but last year she gave me half a dozen, and it's only about three year old. So, anyway, but I do that, what you say, and I say, how we go?
1: Yes, that'll be wonderful. And what, uh, what's your problem with the mandarin?
6: Mandarin, I got a mandarin It's about six years, and I'm dropping every two weeks, two and a half weeks, I pick up from the ground about two, two two-and-a-half dozen, and still got heaps of it, but not growing big, like, you know, still a bit small. Oh, still small.
1: Yes, yes. Now, well, perhaps your tree needs a good feed up. Is it in the ground?
6: Yes, yes, it is in the ground.
1: Okay, well, I'll just tell you very quickly, because I think we're running out of time. Uh, Mm -hmm. What you need to do with any citrus, which your mandarin is, twice a year... In August and uh, March, March and August, right, you give it a bucket full of poultry manure and you hose it in. Don't leave it laying on the surface under the drip line. And then a couple of weeks later, you give it citrus food, again, under the drip line and hose it in. And I hope that helps you, Emmanuel, but but we are running out of time. Okay,
6: all right. Now, were you right with that? Yes, yes, I'm all right, okay. Okay, right. good,
1: because you can always uh, leave your number if you like and I can have a chat to you off air. That's
6: okay, That's no, it's all right. You're right, we've covered everything? A, yeah, because, oh. like I say, she's got heaps. Got she got about 200 on it, and it's only about six years. It's not very high, it's about maybe two and a half meter.
1: Yeah, I well, think. ask her what she's using to feed it with.
6: I feed her with chicken manure.
1: Yeah, well there you go, that's what you you do. But the other thing I like is sudden impact for roses.
6: Okay. All that's
1: right. what I give my little citrus. All
6: right. Okay. okay. Okay, thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you for the call. Okay, have a nice day. Thank you, bye.
0: Well, that's all I've got time for Choco Fest for this week. <laughs> it's a Gardening Drawback, running out of time for another week, Judy Sharp. Thank you very much for coming in.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Greg, for putting up with me.
0: <laughs> Bye. Gardy, Gardy tour back, back next Monday. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the
8: University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.